episode 439. Thank you all for listening to episode 438. Factory Cody returns. I am uh, Office Gray Lamarck. <laughs> and I'm traveling non-cocaine bear. And back with a triumphant return. Factory forklift Cody Bryant. Thank you for coming back. And, you know, right when you hopped on that first time in the last episode, all we hear is a radio blowing up. And I'm like, I got to mute him already. He's been here for two and a half seconds. Right. Can't even get into the meeting and get muted. Yep. That's how it works. Well, let's, let's thank some people. Thanks to Wes Anderson for my quarantine. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Wear Clothing. Visit allworkclothing.com. Mention Overline Podcast. He's going to hook you up with that deal. Thank you to Crandall's Quantity Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not Cody's Factory. I love it. <laughs> Thank you to Sparty Steve, biggest financial supporter of the show. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, yeah, you know where to go. You need to make make sure you get yourself to datingtransformation.com, get that free consultation, and also get to amazon.com and buy Connell's book, Dating Sucks But You Don't. What a great holiday gift for the upcoming Christmas season. So it's going to be a little different. I'm going to let Bear take the reins on this one as we're going to talk about the Ohio State-Michigan game and the college football playoff this year, as well as what we're going to see in the future. Ooh, sorry about that for everybody. Uh, yeah, we had another lovely Ohio State beat down to the hands of their lovely rivals, Meat Chicken or Michigan, as some call them. Um, it was another just lovely game plan of Ryan Day and his team being soft um, and getting embarrassed in the second half at home. The first time in three years, you think he'd play with a little bit of oomph, a little bit of that. Um, and they just they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it again. And something's got to change. Like, I don't care if it's been two years. It doesn't matter to me. Things just have to change at Ohio State. Um, and I think Ryan Day can still be coach, but it seems like he can't be coach and play caller. So what do you do? Um, he's already the head coach, so take his play calling duties away. You already have Brian Hartline interviewing at Cincinnati. You can't lose Brian Hartline. So you need to do something. What what best to do? Give him a pay raise. Give him play calling duties. Give him some more there. Um, I think which is really what needs to be done at Ohio State. There's a clear issue with the coach not being able to call plays because if you go back when he was when Ryan Day was calling plays under Urban Meyer, what happened? They fucking smashed Michigan. You know why? Because certain people can coach and certain people can call plays. There's people in the world who can't call plays and they can't coach at the same time. And that seems to be what happened on Saturday in Columbus um, to where that happened. Because you come down your first drive, it's always scripted, right? Your first 10, 15 plays always scripted. You come down, you punch Michigan right in the face and score a touchdown at home. Right there. Stop them, go back down, kick a field goal, 10 nothing. Great. You have a fourth and three, you just miss. Tight end misses the ball. You have a third and eight on Michigan, all out blitz, almost get to J.J. McCarthy, get your hand up. You have the receiver right there, could have tackled him. Yeah, it would have been a first down, whatever, and you let him go for a touchdown, changes the whole game around. And then it's like everyone just deflated from there. It was rather embarrassing. Things need to change. 
And I think things will change. I really do think there's going to be some sort of change um, for play calling abilities and all that at Ohio State. But if they don't get it figured out and if Day loses to Michigan again next year, which if nothing changes, they will, by the way, they will lose to Michigan again next year. Um, there's going to be big trouble. And it won't be a play calling change. He'll be gone. Ryan Day will be gone. And he shouldn't be. He's 45 and 5. He's fucking 45 and 5 at Ohio State. That anywhere else gets you like ultimate money. Anywhere else. In Ohio State, you lose to Michigan twice, you're 45 and 5. Everyone's calling for your head. It's not time to get rid of Day yet, but it's time to change up his responsibilities. And it's time to make him be a head coach and motivator like he is and not a play caller. Or be a play caller, not a head coach. We know what it's going to be. Because what, he's lost to Iowa, Michigan twice, and then Clemson and Bama, right? Yep. National title, playoff, two Michigan games. Four big games are his losses. Yep. So just got to turn around and win these big games. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, he didn't lose to Iowa. He lost to Oregon. Oregon. Was it Oregon? Oh, yeah, you're right. Oregon. Yeah, it was the first game last year. So he's only yeah. lost to big to the big he's lost in the big 10 and, twice but and everyone teams. everyone's freaking out and yes you're gonna do that and yeah i was a little frustrated at the time of the loss everyone's gonna be but you know what they're still not out of it if usc loses to utah ohio, ohio state State's will in. be the number four team doesn't matter they'll be the number four team were you as shocked as i was that they stayed ahead of bama no i'm not i while in the playoff while they have their um their biases, their SEC biases. I think LSU losing and Tennessee both losing again hurt Bama. If Tennessee and LSU both did not lose another game, and LSU had two losses, that's fine. If they stayed at two losses, if they beat Vandy and played Georgia tough, I think even if they lost in the SEC title game, I think they would have stayed there. But with Tennessee losing again and getting embarrassed by South Carolina, and with LSU getting embarrassed by Texas A&M, you, you, just, you just can't put Bama in that. You just can't do it, especially when Ohio State's only loss is the number three team in the country, even though it was a blowout at home and Bama won or lost by, what, three against Tennessee and one against LSU, both on the road. I get it. It's still two losses. It doesn't matter. But and those two, two teams losses both to just a lost. Two loss and a three-loss team. So no, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm really not, and I don't think Bama deserves to get in. I think I said this before: is that they don't. But if TCU loses and USC loses, there's going to be a lot of people who want to put Bama in, and there's a possibility that they could because they got the name brand. No one gives a fuck about TCU. Nope. Georgia, name brand. Michigan, name brand. USC, name brand. Ohio State, name brand. Alabama, name brand. TCU, no one gives a shit about. No one cares. Everybody wants to be a horned frog. What are you talking about? No one cares about TCU. Nobody. Most people can't even name three players that came from their school. No one cares about TCU. Nobody. So... We'll see what happens. Uh, I know this episode is going to drop after everything, and we're going to already have the playoff standings by the time you guys hear this. We're recording it before then, but it just it just doesn't make sense for what's going to be now. Will we have the playoff standings, though? This will come out on Sunday. Yeah, playoff standings will be out Sunday at noon. Oh, will they? Yep. They're gonna so this will come out at 9 a.m. Or, yeah, this will come out at 9. 
So it'll be before them, but it'll be still after all the games are played, which we know it's going to happen, right? Georgia, safe, no matter what happens. Georgia can lose. Georgia's in the college football playoff. Michigan, they're like 99% safe, unless they get blown out by, I mean, blown out by Purdue. Purdue wins 45-7. Michigan could, uh, anything could happen, right? Let's say J.J. McCarthy gets hurt. Um, they get blown out by Purdue. Very unlikely things happening here. Michigan could drop out of there. Highly unlikely, but Michigan's pretty much a lock to be in. TCU is where it gets a little bit weird. Um, in my opinion, my personal opinion, even if TCU loses to Kansas State in a close game, I think TCU should stay in. It's just my personal opinion there. Um, they're 12-0. Max Duggan is good. Max Duggan also should be a Heisman candidate. Fuck Caleb Williams from USC. Max Duggan should be there. Um, I think he's been better than Caleb Williams. So we'll see with that. But I just – I don't know, man. I just can't see – I can't see Georgia and Michigan being out, and I just can't see – I just don't think TCU is either. I think it's all going to come down to USC. It is. It's going to come down to USC on Friday. And if you. What time is that game on? Is that a late game? uh, I think it's eight o'clock on Friday. Well, that's not bad. Not like a 10 or 11. No, no, no. Yeah. It's eight eight o'clock or I think on Friday night. So, yeah, I mean, USC wins. Uh, that's probably it. I just, again, I just don't see TCU getting past that. So that'll be it. But if Utah beats USC and then Kansas state beats TCU, just throw your hands up. Cause no one knows what the fuck's going to happen. If that happens, Ohio state's in for sure. No doubt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want them to be, but they're in for sure. Yeah, speaking of that, let's talk about that. So Ohio state gets in. Do you think they get in, like, just now as we sit, do you think they're getting in? Based on our picks, you have them getting in. Probably at four, right? Yeah, I do. I think I think Utah is going to beat USC. So, I don't think TCU loses. I have TCU winning, so I would keep TCU at three. So, I would have I would have Georgia at one winning, Michigan uh, winning, TCU winning, USC losing, Ohio State into the four spot, playing Georgia and then TCU playing Michigan, which will give them fits. Michigan will be a favorite in that game, and TCU with Max Duggan and that squad will give Michigan a lot of fits. Blake Corum's out for the year. He's done. Donovan Edwards still has a broken hand, and other teams aren't going to play eight in the box against J.J. McCarthy. Other teams can stop the run and also have four guys covering, by the way not just the way Ohio state played. So everyone thinks that, Oh yeah, Ohio state. That's how they played him. That's how it is. Uh, uh-uh. JJ McCarthy makes a lot of mistakes. He made a lot of mistakes and threw a lot of ducks in that game. I credit what he did, but if you go back and look, Michigan had five plays, five plays that totaled 300 yards of offense. They had like 49 plays that totaled 160 yards of offense. Just understand the situation. And two of those plays, by the way, were late garbage time. Donovan Edwards touchdowns. Yep. Understand the situation of what occurred. Everyone gets all hyped up about it. Michigan is not as good as last year. That's a fact. And Ohio State is 
not either. And I'm not taking anything away from what Michigan did or how Michigan beat Ohio State. I'm not at all. I'm just saying that the Michigan team who got smoked by Georgia last year is a lot better than the Michigan team who is playing in the S area or who's playing one Purdue this year who will not blow them out. I, they won't. And then will not blow out TCU and we'll have a chance to get beat when everyone will think, ah, oh, it's just TCU and the Big 12. They're going to get rolled over. Should be interesting. Cody, uh, I was with Cody at um, Cody Jr.'s birthday party for the second half of the football game. And uh, we just kept looking and seeing, like, Michigan scored again. Michigan scored again. What the hell is going on? <laughs> right. Open a present, Michigan scored. Blow out a candle, Michigan scored. And then what the hell is going on around here? Yeah, that shit was wild. I'm glad I did not see the second half. So thank you, Cody, for saving me from that anger. Okay. Just the, the friend that I am, you know. Um, Cody, uh, I um, I love you and all, but who the fuck has a kid's birthday party on Ohio State Michigan Day? That's like having a wedding on Ohio State Michigan Day. That's because I don't care about Ohio State Michigan, and yeah, you know, like I, I I don't know. That's probably why he was born the Saturday after Thanksgiving because I don't care about Ohio State Michigan. <laughs> Because, <laughs> hell, matter of fact, that day, hell, the day he was born, I was actually frying a turkey. So I, you know, I told him, I, I tell him every year, it's like, hey, man, you're almost homeless because you wanted to be born. Did you finish the turkey? Yeah, I finished it and ate it at the hospital. I like it. <laughs> Oh yeah, finished the turkey. Had uh, had my brother-in-law bring it up to the hospital with him when he came to see the baby. And oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Look at Cody on location. Damn it, I was hoping he'd leave it if off. It, if it was that brother-in-law, I'm surprised the turkey made it up there. You oh, said you black would. cloth armrest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Break it out right here, right now. That, that's uh, that's, right. that's Cody's uh stage name, Black Cloth, Black Cloth Armrest. <laughs> Black Cloth Armrest, yeah, that's my radio name. No, I was, I was just saying, if, if it was, if it was that brother-in-law, I'm surprised that the uh, turkey made it up there. Oh no, 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 no. He no, <laughs> that one, no, 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 no. <laughs> that one knows not to remotely come near the property, so. <laughs> <laughs> just had, to, just had uh, to throw that in there. We know deep I've down Cody him. loves him. I've been to his house once, and the only thing I kind of regret is not shitting in the top part of his toilet and leaving. <laughs> uh, kids, that is called an upper decker, by the way. Just look, look it up, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Cody would do that too. And not say a word. <laughs> I like it. It's classy. <laughs> That's what Cody does. Cody's yeah, all so, class. So switching back to the uh, updated playoff picture that um, we're going to have here. So the Rose Bowl finally announced that they're in for the 12 team playoff. So starting in 2024, there's going to be a 12-team college football playoff. And 
the first games, the higher seeded teams will be home games, and then the quarterfinals they'll start switching for the bowl games. There. So really, the first round, um, the higher seeds will be the home teams, which will normally be your lower seeds, and then the second round pretty much will be the quarterfinals, where they'll be alternating bowl games every year um, to get those played. I know a lot of people like it. It is good probably for the kids to get more acclimated with an NFL schedule, at least the ones that will be drafted there. But for me, I still am not a fan of 12. If you get one team to upset, like a UCF per se, a couple years ago, I think they would. I think they would upset one team. They're not upsetting four teams. They're not making themselves to the college level. They're they're not going to get themselves there. We've never had a problem in the playoffs with more than six teams. I think the first year, the first six teams were like, okay, that's it. Like we, we got, you know, TCU and Baylor could be in Ohio state. All these teams could be in, in that four spot. So six was like the max. We've never had a thing saying, well, the seventh team could get in. Nah, never has happened. So why we need more than six or eight teams in does not make sense to me. But I get it. It's more money for them. It's more bull stuff. So whatever. Let that happen. 12-team playoff. It will be cool to see home games. Like like this year, Bama might have to come up north and play like a Michigan or Ohio State in that would be Columbus, awesome. Ann Arbor. Like I'm excited to see that. Like I want to see that because you're going to see games that you're normally not going to see. That I'm excited for. Other than that, I still think some of those lower-ranked teams, just it's just not going to be it. It just isn't. So it's it's exciting. It's something different. It's exciting. 12 is too many. Eight would have been perfect as a max. Six would have been the absolute perfect number, in my opinion. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they, don't need, they don't need any more than six. You're not getting – I mean, maybe – honestly, you go if you really want to, maybe eight. But no more than eight, because outside of that top eight, you're not gonna get uh, too much else after that. Like nine through twenty-four isn't a legitimate, sh- you know, they're not a legitimate team to win the national championship, whether you let them in or not. Till Ohio State comes in at a twelve and rolls no, no, everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> But it's just not going to happen with the way it runs. Uh, like I think they showed, want. I think they showed this year Ohio or Tulane yeah. would have come to Ohio State. That would have been the first game. Yeah, so, I mean Ohio State's going to roll. They would roll Tulane in Columbus in December. Like they would roll. That'll be awesome, though. I I kind of look forward to seeing that because what if they have twelve teams? The first four are going to get a bye, right? Yeah, so pretty much you'd probably play the eight. So the first four get a bye, then you play the eight, home and home, then you play bowl games after that. So first four get a bye, four plays 12, right? Five plays 11, six plays this, blah, blah, blah. And then so, and then the teams with a bye week, so is the second round also a home game? I don't think so, because I think the second round would technically be the quarterfinals, right? Quarter, semis, finals, yep. So, yeah, so no, it's just the first round would be the first round would be the home teams, then the second round would start the bowl games. Huh. So, it's an, like I said, it's an interesting concept, and I, it's just going to make the NCAA a shit ton of money, all that. We get that. Smart. But, 
but teams eight through 12 normally aren't going to be competing for a national title. And yeah, you're going to get some upsets. You're going to get a couple of 12 teams. Yeah, we know that because you're going to get one of these years where Bama loses three games and they're sitting there at 12 and they get to go play the four seed. Um, and TCU the four, and the four <laughs> seeds. You're right, is TCU or something, and they're gonna they're gonna beat them up a little bit. It's gonna happen every once in a while, but all this really does is get the cream of the crop in every single year. Michigan, I mean, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, they'll be it. They'll be in every single year. Yeah, just to beat the goddamn, uh, just to milk the cow dry. That's all it is. Sure, it's all it's all money grabs. All money yeah. grabs for sure. That's it. Yeah. That's the reason why the Rose Bowl finally got in on it. I mean, think how much money the Rose Bowl makes on its own just being the Rose Bowl. You know, they're like, oh, well, uh, I guess if I want to get this second mansion on the Isles of, the Isles of Rio, I guess we could join this playoff thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're wrong there. I mean, it's it's just a fact. Yeah. So you get the one through four on buys, five plays, twelve, six, eleven, seven, ten, eight, nine, and then um, are they gonna do it like the highest seed goes to play the one, or are they gonna do it brackets how the brackets set up? Um, I think it would be. I think it would still go higher. I don't know if that's in, but I would assume it would be higher seed goes and plays the one. Kind of like the NFL sets it up. Yeah. Yeah. I just – I don't know if that's the case, so I don't think they actually came out with that yet. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't – you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be fun either way. be very look, interesting. Yeah, looking forward to – that's what, not next year, but the year after? I Oh, yeah, 2024, so it will not be next. Next year will be the last year with four teams in the playoff. It'll be fun. Looking forward to that, seeing what happens. Cody, what the fuck? What's up? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, you keep bothering my guys, man. I told them once before, it's like, you guys act like like they don't do nothing, man. If I told them to stop and do nothing, y'all would shut the fuck down. (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm half tempted to do it just to prove a point. Maybe I'll do it before Christmas. Mess up everybody Christmas. That's perfect timing for it. Yeah. Or get get everybody some extra holiday pay. There you go. That's what you need for people. <laughs> well, good shit. Right. Well, that was uh that was just a little bit of college football we wanted to talk about. We'll be back next week for Jeopardy. You may hear Hogan versus Warrior, but more than likely you won't. So sorry, those that tuned in to hear Hogan versus Warrior for the fourth week in a row, you're not getting it this week. Maybe next week. Might be your Christmas present if you're lucky. Y'all was voluntarily trying to watch that again? Well, we're trying to compare the two matches. (laughs) We we still haven't watched the WCW one. We're just pushing it out each week. Yeah, we're not we're not ready for it. But speaking of uh, wrestling, you know what you, you said it today. So uh, last night or two nights ago, when you listen to this on Dynamite, um, MJF hit old William Regal in the back. All the hype and talk is that Regal's going back to WWE. 
Um, but he's got to get out of that contract. Didn't he have like a five-year deal or three-year deal or something with AEW? I don't know. I was say I don't think anybody knows. I've seen, I've seen a three-year. I've seen a five-year. Hell, I've seen a one-year. But I think he's been there longer than a year, though, right? Regal? No. Yeah. Has so he? maybe. I don't know. Because I mean, I could see a one-year and it being like a year-to-year thing. I mean, I, I mean, Tony Khan's not that bright. I didn't think he'd be that slow. I mean, anybody to sign Aleister Black for five years definitely can't be the smartest dude in the world. Yeah, he joined All Elite Wrestling in March of this year. Okay. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Oh, William Regal going back home. He wants to work for Triple H. Well, yeah, because he when when you see guys like Regal doing this, you know and understand what where is the stability at. Regal is Regal's been in the business long enough. He's smart enough. If it if it was that good in AEW, he would have stayed there. It's obviously not. He's going where the stability is. He's coming back to WWE. Oh yeah, everybody's gonna go back eventually. Like. Well, yeah, because AEW's going to go out of business. It'll still be – it'll be Ring of Honor. Like, honestly, AEW is only Ring of Honor with more money. That's all it is. Well, they are now Ring of Honor. Well, yeah. Well, I guess Impact with more money. I mean, all the rest of – the whole roster is interchangeable. You know, take out a handful of guys and girls. You know, handful of wrestlers, man, it's the same company. Like impact with a TV deal. Yeah, pretty much because you just get to be on TVNT or TBS or whichever um, preempts you for the Red Wings. That's what I mean. Like, sorry, Peapod. The only time people don't care that AEW ain't on is when the Red Wings is playing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sorry, man. Sorry that uh, Minnesota Wild Ottawa Senators game. In the middle of January, is going to preempt uh, preempt dynamite. <laughs> the the uh, we speaking of WWE, we do got to talk about Survivor Series. Bear, you cleaned the house, man. Went five for five. Uh, I was I was four of five. Took Seth Rollins. That's what kind of hosed me there. Seth Rollins, you jerk. Seth freaking Rollins. But uh, Peapot only had two. So I'm just kind of running away with this 108 to 95 now. And that was the last pay-per-view of the year, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's anything So we can add a title to Gray. Those tag titles are no longer tag titles for me and Peapot. It's a single title. (laughs) Just kick them through the barbershop glass. (laughs) Old Pod will say, well, I don't watch WWE. Yeah. You should, you should have told him you should. It's better for your health. <laughs> I think if I'm remembering right, I've won all five years of wrestling. There you or, go. I, had, I shared a title. I Lex Luger and Bret Harted with uh, Peapod last year. <laughs> that shouldn't count. Oh, if I was there, Bret Hart. It was okay. If there was no AEW pay-per-views, Peapod would be dead last. <laughs> yeah, man. They forcing us to watch that shit. Hell yeah, I, I fell asleep. I fell asleep. That's how bad it is. 
I, Survivor Series stayed awake for the whole time. No issues. Really? I fell asleep during that Rousey match. That was awful. No, I yeah, I was up the I was up the whole time, man. I I figured I was gonna doze, but no, nah, it was good. Oh no, that was well. No, Survivor Series that was the same day as the party and and everything else, but and I didn't um I didn't go to bed after I got home from work Saturday morning. So by then, but even still, like that match was still pretty bad though. Yeah, that was yeah, not great. But like you said, the role or the the last war games match was just great storytelling. Fantastic storytelling. Oh yeah. That's which a, which is still going with the it's way they yeah. with the way they, they cameraed Ro, Roman understanding that he still don't trust Sammy, which I love. I mean it's fantastic. Well, they're yeah. setting it up to like the the Jay's gonna turn on Roman too. Okay. Uh, so could he? He might. You know, just, no, don't forget, Jay didn't forget about all the masses as he took during the Thunderdome era. I just saw that dumb or a dumb article stating on how uh, Roman might lose both his titles at WrestleMania. And I was like, yeah, he also might keep both of them or might lose one and keep one. Like, no shit. Yeah. Wrestling, so journalists, wrestling journalists have to be the worst journalists in the world. Yeah, they are pretty bad. If you would consider them journalists, because I mean, if you get a story and you try to source it, who really going to talk to you? Exactly. So, I mean, I didn't look at Uncle Dave. The only people that want to talk to him are two uh, bald and dudes with bandanas on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I mean, even think, I don't even think Kenny Omega wants to talk to him. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you think of like how crazy is that? Like how long Melter or I'm sorry, Uncle Dave has been like in the industry and in the business, you know, and yet if something comes out, like nobody wants to give him credit for anything. Like yeah, nobody can't. wants to claim they talk to him. He can't get good context because no one gives a fuck. The only people who have ever given him information are disgruntled people in the industry at the time who just want to be fucking assholes. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And and if so, you ever go back and read his shit, who are the guys that he supports more than anyone? Why do you think he hates Hogan so much? Because Hogan didn't give him shit. Right. Hogan turned him down, and old Uncle Dave probably went out to Venice Beach to work out with him, and Hogan's like, yeah. you, well, get the fuck out of here. Right. Well, I mean, there ain't too many people that really care for Terry, though. I get that. I get that, but <laughs> But that's more of a personal level, though. Not like, you know, they'll work with him, but then they'll be like, yeah, that, fuck that motherfucker. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, in the 80s, though, before all this other shit that came out about Terry and all that, he still yeah. wouldn't give him shit. That's why. Right. That's exactly. That's all we ever got. The, the rumor and innuendo. Oh, my favorite. Rumor and innuendo. Give it one more call. I'll be called on the third one. Hold on for it. Wait for it. Wait for hey, Ryan. Yeah, it'll be Sam Sam. No, you only need him <laughs> one time this time. Oh, damn it. Yeah, go ahead. Three nine seven heat pads. I think and you didn't need him the first time you called for him. I think next week's episode is going to be uh, let's hear all Cody's radio calls and make the decisions for him. Right. <laughs> the um, oh, how many are going to hear? 
the Finn Balor and AJ Styles match was good. And then, uh, of course, as we talked about, the, you know, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Theory, Austin Theory. That was the best match on the card. And it was a good end. That was a fun end. Something different. That was good. Yeah. Austin Theory is coming into his own, man. Yeah, he is. Dude is just. Take away the dumbass selfie gimmick. And what did I say? I said that on the last one. I said, you take away his selfie gimmick. He's actually good with what he does. He's a good talent. He can be a great. He's heel. got a great physique. He's got, like you said, good on the mic. He's got, he grew the beard, so now he doesn't look like a little boy anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's just got a punchable face. You know, like, that's what all he's great heel, man. You face. need you need great heels, and he can be that great heel, and he's going to stay that great heel. Yeah, he'll be great. And then we'll see what MJF does uh, running solo now. So we'll see what he's able to do with uh, his character moving forward. How many years MJF got? (laughs) (laughs) You're the best, Cody. Yeah, go ahead. As he goes ahead, we're going to end this damn show. Thanks to Wes Anderson, Grand Squad Landscaping, Connell Barrett, Sparty Steve, All Wear Clothing. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, Factory Cody. Roger, over, over, Roger. Copy. 69er, out. 397 heat pads for that ass. Roger.